No, you got too much love in you. You're born of love. You're not praying. You literally have it. You're already born of love. Now, what he's saying is, if a person is to focus on these two things, loving God and loving people, do not steal will not be a problem. Do not commit murder will not be a problem. I don't know if you're getting my point. If a person loves themselves, I don't think they'll take themselves to a bar and start uh, um, and start intoxicating themselves. Someone will argue, no, pastor, where does it say drinking is wrong? It says do not be drunk. How do you get drunk? The chances of somebody getting drunk are higher if they are drinking. I just think so, don't you? Don't you think so? The chances of getting drunk are probably higher if they are drinking. I've never heard of a person who was not drinking and they got drunk. Glory to God. Some of these arguments, stop arguing about things that, like why don't you argue about A? Should a believer pray less than two hours? Those are better arguments. Not, is it wrong to drink? Completely unnecessary discussions. The Bible says, lead us not into temptations. It's like people who come to me, eh, so when you're dating and you're not married, is it okay to do this? Is it okay to do this? The Bible is clear. Lead us not into temptation. Why do you want to lead yourself? You're literally praying to God not to lead you into temptation, but you're leading yourself into temptation. Come on, get serious. Glory to God. Eh, hallelujah. Now, if you love yourself, there are certain things you will not put yourself in. You will not risk missing heaven if you love yourself. Oh, I'm praying for you. You know what I'm praying for? I'm praying that you get to know the height, the breadth, the depth of how much God loves you. I'm praying for you. Turn to your neighbor and say he's praying for you. Are you that lady from Apex? You're from Apex, right? What's your name? Sorry? Nancy. I want to pray for you today. I've been wanting to pray for you since that day. Now we'll pray later. I've got a word for you actually. Hallelujah. So the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. I've heard some very dangerous statements. Sometimes made about ministry. Sometimes made about life. Let's avoid them. I know with the world of memes, people have become philosophers. But please be careful with some statements. Give me First John 4 verse 20. Don't highlight it for now. I've heard people talking saying, Hey, I'm a preacher. But for me, I don't do this for the people. I just do it for God. So like you guys who are listening to me, if you don't like me, I don't care. Because I'm just doing this for God. I don't do it for you. How can you claim to have an unwavering devotion towards God if you don't have that devotion towards people. If you love him, you love whom he loves. 
Hallelujah. No, if you love him, you love whom he loves. There is a difference between trying to cast out a demon from someone because you enjoy casting out demons and it looks cool and casting out a demon from someone because you know they are so precious that they shouldn't be having those demons. There is a difference between giving to someone because you want to feel good about yourself and you want the whole Facebook to feel good about you. There is a difference between doing that and giving to someone because you think they are worth a better life. You cannot claim to love God but hate the people he loves. Ruth said to Naomi, where you go, I'll go. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Make a decision in your heart today that God's people are your people. If that's the, I'm telling you, you will not be effective in so winning if you naturally hate. You will not be effective. Because what draws people to a person is the love that they're able to experience. Sometimes the anointing can attract, but it's really love that keeps. And this is something we all have to embrace. Because there are some people who... Listen. There are some people who can... Okay, let me talk. Listen to me. There are times when people leave churches organizations but today we'll look at churches for different reasons there are some people who live because they are stubborn no no hallelujah there are some people who live maybe because they're not in the right place there are some people who live maybe because satan has attacked their heart and they've become rebellious then there are some who live because we've mistreated them there are people who it's not a church they're living, it's people that they're living. Don't be the reason why someone is uncomfortable with church. Be the reason why, even if things were rough, someone will come just because of you. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm here to make your stay more comfortable. Yeah. Hallelujah. Tell them, I, I can't gossip about you. You are too important to God. Hey, somebody say glory. I do tell them, if I'm to report you to the pastor, it's because of love. <laughs> Hallelujah, you can clap for that one. Glory to God. <laughs> we are going. First John 4 verse 20, what does it say? I'm going to take you through something today. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Read it on your own. One, two, three, go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Is somebody enjoying this? Remember the greatest is love. The Bible says this three remain hope, faith, love. So you can have faith to move mountains. But if you hate your brother, then there is a problem there. How many of you have read that scripture that says, as he is, so are we? Or how many of you have heard of it? How many of you have actually read the context? You know the context is love. First John 4 verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. So why do, you, why do we have boldness in the day of judgment? Love. It goes like, because as he is, so are we in the world. And God is love. So what the scripture is trying to say is love is perfected among us in this. If we are like God, if we are loving the way God loves, then on the day of judgment, you find you'll be bold. Because when you meet him, everything about him can be seen in you. You are a reflection of what he really is and what is his love. And your faith works by love. So you cannot claim to love God whom you have not seen and yet you hate your brother whom you have seen. Now this topic of love, we have to go a little deeper. You know how? Because sometimes when we talk about love, someone can think, okay, because I'm a loving person, I just need to be tolerant and anyone can do anything to me. Or no pastor told us to have... There are even others who come to you and say, Ni pase yako. Why? Pastor said you must have love. Even. There is a difference between the mindset of what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. <laughs> Let me say that again. The moment you feel a right to what's not yours, you are being manipulative. Anyways, let's go on. Hallelujah. So love is perfected among us. Some was if I just end the topic here. Um, I find some people will enter some romantic relationship with someone who they know who you. It's not going anywhere. But because Pastor talked about love, you know you have to give everyone a chance. Uh, <laughs> find the brother who even come. How can you claim to have God? whom you have not seen and yet me your brother and even your brother in church your brother in the Lord you know what are you, are you born again <laughs> brothers don't do that <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> you guys don't mind me I've heard a lot <laughs> Hallelujah. And nowadays, ladies are so spiritual. Anyways, let me not say what I was going to say. I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> Glory to God. So love has been perfected among us that we may have borders. Now, we are, we are going to deal with what love is and we are also going to deal with what love is not. Now, let me mention this. When we are dealing with the topic of love, I want you to know that I think I explained to you why we refer to the Greek and the Hebrew sometimes, right? 
The reason is the English language is limited. And some of this stuff was not written in English. So you find the same word that's love. In the Greek, you find there are three or four different words and they've got different meanings. So when it comes to the word love, in the Greek, there are about three or four words. But so as not to confuse you, I think I told you before about two, right? One of them is eros. Eros. By the way, there's another one that has to do with the love that you have for your family and all that. And the like, it starts with P and H. But the two that I'm really dealing with are Eros and Agape. Agape is the one that you find in the Bible. Eros is the one that you find in the world right now. The Bible tells us that in the last days, people's hearts will grow cold. There will be no love. And so Eros is where you're looking for your satisfaction from a person. Your love for them is because of what they can give you. That's where you get, you find a person is addicted to, let's say a, a person is addicted to prostitutes. He's not in love with them. He's in love with what they can give. It's a messed up kind of thing. I praise God because if anyone here is addicted to anything, to, to date is breaking. Now, we're going to talk about a few things. I want to show you what love is not. Because when we talk about love, if we don't explain it, some people can get... Some people can get... Gullible. Number one. The following are examples from scriptures of what love is not. It's a perversion of love. It's where someone thinks it's love, but it's not love because it's a perversion. The first perversion is love that reduces the value of another for one to please themselves. Love that reduces the, the value of another for one to please themselves. This one is a perversion. It's where people think it's love, but it's not. And I'll show you. Genesis 34. Genesis 34. From verse 1. Now, Dina, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob went out to see the daughters of the land. How many of you remember the story of Jacob, Leah, and Rachel? Jacob loved Rachel, but they gave him Leah as a wife. Then Leah was the only one getting pregnant. Rachel, Ndui, for a while. And what's interesting is that it's from Leah's lineage that Jesus came, eh? Judah. Judah was born out of Leah. So the Bible is quite interesting. Now Leah had a daughter named Dina. Uh -huh. This is what happened. Now they had gone to a foreign land. Okay. And the Bible says Shechem 
the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the country. So, just so I don't lose you. The people who had gone to this land were the Israelites. The Israelites were very few by then. It was Jacob and his family. So they went to a foreign land and then there was a guy called Sheko, Shechem who was a prince of the country. He was the son of the he was the son of Hamor. What he did is that he looked at this girl called Dina. Notice that she was pleasing. And then he took her and he violated her. He lay with her and violated her. Give me the King James. It says he lay with her and defiled her. So by laying with her, he was reducing her value. Because mind you, in this time, there is a certain respect that was given to virginity. I know it's something people don't like to talk about now because they feel they'll be condemning others. But listen, one wouldn't have needed to repent if things were not right in the first place. One wouldn't have needed to repent. It is still a good thing if you've had an opportunity to keep yourself in that area, continue. It's still an honorable thing. However, there's more to purity than that. And that's why if a person messed up, the good thing is that Jesus Christ of Nazareth became our substitute. And he gives us, he shed his blood for us so that we can become pure by his blood. But that doesn't mean we should fight something to please ourselves. I hope you're following me. So it says, he took her, lay with her, and defiled her. And in this time, like I said, it was stronger because it meant her, her value had now gone down. There are very few people who could marry her now because of what he did to her. And look at his excuse. Look at the next verse. And his soul clave to dinner. This is where people get their teaching on soul ties. Because after he slept with her, his soul clave to her. It's like his soul was tied to her. The daughter of Jacob. Look at this. And he loved the damsel. Damsel is just simply a lady. I don't know if you're getting my point. So someone should take someone today and say, Hello, damsel. Okay, go back to New King James. He was strongly attracted. It was, he was strongly attracted. He saw clave. And he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. And afterwards, you know what he did? He organized his father to go say, I want to marry her. And for real, he wanted to marry her. And her brothers were very crafty. They said, okay, we'll allow her to marry you. But first, you must live like us. We want you to all get circumcised, all the men of your city. And then we'll be trading together and marrying each other's women. They said it was a good thing. So they all got circumcised. And on the third day, the Bible says, well, they were still sore. The brothers went and killed people because they were upset. They said, this is what they said. If you look at the scripture. <laughs> guys, things happened in the Bible. <laughs> Verse 31. After they went and killed all those guys. Verse 31. They said, should he treat our sister like a harlot? Start from verse 30. Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land. And since I am few in number, they will gather themselves against me and kill me. And then look at the next verse. This was their justification. Uh -huh. They said, but should he treat our sister like a harlot? A harlot is, a, is another word for prostitute. Says, should he treat our sister like a harlot? 
in short this man in loving this woman because he did not follow the right procedure he ended up defiling her and treating her like a prostitute so what he thought was love was really a perversion of it because for him to get what he wanted he reduced her value I believe he should have waited and done things the right way. And what you notice is that he's so close to her. When do you see that scripture? Don't you see that scripture applied when he talks about a man and his wife? It says a man shall leave his father and mother's house and he and his wife shall become one flesh. And he shall cling to his wife so you find there are people right now who are in seriously perverted relationships you think they're husband and wife I'm telling you the brother is in first year the lady is in first she literally listen no I I'm your pastor. I have to be honest with you. Hallelujah. I'm your pastor. I have to be honest. Some of the things I'll talk about in your past life you you may have made mistakes. But you have to learn. So that one you don't make the same mistakes, two you can train up other people. You find someone is in first year. The other person maybe is in first year or second year. Literally. I was at the University of Zambia. There were people who were literally living together. I remember when I was in first year, there was this guy. The girl was always in his room. Such that there was a time they were having a meeting, like a meeting for the level. They call it a level. And when they came for the meeting, some of the girls were like, ah, so I'm going to my sister. They literally asked, where is she? And you find the person is doing everything this is the person who cooks the person who washes things <laughs> that's what i'll say literally living like husband and wife so meaning is he trying to say that he doesn't love that person and respect that person enough to follow the right procedure is he trying to say that that person is not worth the weight is he trying to say that he loves eating turkey so much that even when the turkey says even when the instructions say keep it for six hours you eat it after five minutes i don't know if you're getting my point imagine a very good dinner is prepared and it's supposed to be maybe for a wedding or something and because you love the food so much, you're so in love with the food, that you will come four hours before the wedding and start eating everything. What am I trying to say? It's not really love if it causes you to reduce the value of another person in different spheres. It's not really love. It's not really love if it causes you to say, this person, I'm so protective, I'm so jealous over him, so they will never pursue their dreams. It's not really love if it causes you to make every decision for a person. That's not really love. Maybe you're experiencing a perversion of it. 
no maybe it's a perversion of it no think about this there's a joke i once saw it sounded funny but it has never left my mind there's somebody who posted saying i think love needs to be redefined i just saw this mother with her obese son like the child was excessively obese and the mother was handing over to that child a bucket of hungry lion chicken now is that really love it's not only love if you can't correct someone it's not only love if you see someone walking in the right in the wrong direction and you can't say something because you are afraid it will make them feel bad that's not really love if it causes someone's value to be reduced it's not really love it's a perversion i hope you're getting me So like I said the first thing that love is not it it doesn't reduce another person's value. If you love someone you must increase their value as a matter of fact. No because we love each other let's fail together. No because I love this person I'll keep them locked up in a room they'll never get to fulfill their potential they'll never get to study they'll never get to get a degree because I'm jealous that if they go for work they'll see other men you call that love love that doesn't set a person free but instead imprisons them love that doesn't give an option for free will no you call that love What does the Bible say love is? It is patient. <laughs> love is patient. Let's let's look at another perversion. Another perversion of love is love that wants to satisfy itself at the expense of another. Second Samuel 13 verse 1. The first one I told you is love that reduces the value of another person. Look at how that man reduced her value. Now, the one in Second Samuel is similar but worse. I'll show you. After this, Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Now, just so that you didn't get confused, Absalom and Amnon had different mothers. So Tamar was a stepsister to Amnon. Look at what the next verse says. Amnon was so distressed over her sister Tamar that he became sick for she was a virgin and it was improper for Amnon to do anything to her. So it was improper. Uh-huh. Let's go. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Shanshani Johadadab and Johadadab was a very crafty man. Ask your neighbor who is your friend and what are they advising you? There are mistakes Amnon would have made. Verse 4. And he said to him, "Why are you the king's son, becoming thinner day after day? Would you not tell me?" And Amnon said, "I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister." Uh-huh. 
and he said lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill when your father comes to see you say to him please let my sister Tama come and give me food and prepare the food in my sight that I may see it and eat from her hand hey. so here's what he did he pretended to be sick they sent her sister he grabbed and raped her after he raped her look at what happened verse 14 however he would not heed her voice and being stronger than she he forced her and lay with her uh-huh. then Amnon hated her well, have you followed this the Bible says he loved her so much that he pretended then raped her after he satisfied himself and got what he wanted what happened he hated her so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he loved her and he said arise and be gone all of a sudden he didn't want her anymore in his life some brothers nowadays hopefully not here maybe you're listening to me busy going about got in this one pregnant got in this one pregnant got in this one pregnant no i don't love any of them what's wrong with you how are they all of a sudden the enemy hallelujah <laughs> after you've used and and please don't just sit in the context of it in different areas somebody has helped you out maybe you've been brought up they helped you pay for your school you've graduated they give you a call just to ask how you are all of a sudden they are bad people but when you wanted their money for school fees they were good people ah no come on ah 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 we're not going to do that <laughs> we are not going to do that no we are not going to do that ah somebody say glory so when love chooses to satisfy itself at the expense of another it's not really love no it's not if love chooses to risk another person going to hell to satisfy yourself that's not love no i soon will go to what love is i'm just giving an example of what it's not let me tell you the third one that is not Number three, another provision of love is when love is manipulative. Now, this one I'll talk because manipulation love is not manipulative. At the same time, love is not gullible. To be gullible means easily deceived. Let's read a very interesting story. Judges 16 verse 15. Judges 16 verse 15 Now there was a woman named Delilah and Samson loved her and look at this she said to him how can you say i love you when your heart is not with me Now what this woman did is that she kept asking Samson what's the secret to your strength Samson was so gullible he would say if you tie my hands i will no longer be strong the very that very night 
would come to attack him and his hands would be tied. The next night he would still tell another thing. He was gullible. People of God, don't leave your brains behind. You still need them. Hallelujah. I've met very intelligent people, but in this area, the amount of gullibility they're expressing, the whole world can tell this person is doing this. Then they just said, no, what this really meant was this. So really, uh, that text you saw from that girl, it's because I got my cousin's phone, and so I put my SIM card there, but the messages were not deleted from the SIM card. But it's the same phone you saw. That's being gullible. At the same time, love is not manipulative. So the Bible was manipulating Samson. There are people who are telling somebody, like there are people right now, I'll, I'll use the context of a relationship. The only reason the other person is still there right now is because someone has told them, if you go, I'll kill myself. That's manipulation. That's manipulation. That is manipulation. I'll say it one more time. That is manipulation. Where somehow you are always the victim. Where for you, there's no way you can be wrong. It's always everybody else wrong. That's manipulation. Hallelujah. Listen, if in every issue that has ever been there in your life, it's always been others wronging you. So when you come to the front, you tell us, you know, in life I've been through a lot. People have betrayed me. Ah, check yourself. They could be once or twice you were part of the betrayal. Ah, uh-uh. it's, it's, it's just important to check yourself and, be, and give an honest assessment. I'm not saying condemn yourself, but you can check yourself and grow from it. It's not possible. Now look at this. She said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times. And have not told me where your great strength lies. Look at this. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily. The Bible calls this a nagging wife. Someone once said, it is actually better for someone to go build a house in a desert than live in a mansion with a nagging wife. She nagged him. Look at what it says. <laughs> and that's why, by the way, even with leading people to Christ, especially people that you live with, there is a difference between persuading them and nagging them. If every minute, have you given your life to Jesus? You will go to hell. They will not listen. You have to... <laughs> Say one more time. And so now, look at this. The Bible says, she pestered him daily, and it says he was vexed in the soul. Anyway. He literally became vexed in the soul, and he told her the secret, and we know what happened next. His hair was shaved. The Spirit of God left him. And this time he was taken to prison love is not manipulative it's not manipulative no love is not manipulative where the only one benefiting people are not benefiting that's not love it's not manipulative 
you find if the reason why you like someone being your friend is because they have money check yourself is it really them you love or the fact that they can buy you something uh-uh, love should not manipulate at the same time love is not gullible what am i trying to say you know you actually have the right to say no it doesn't make you a person who doesn't love because jesus did say let your yes be a yes and let your no be a no you do not have the right to say no someone shouldn't come and manipulate you love is not like that it's not manipulative and have you noticed that all the examples i've given are centered around self-centeredness are centered around what can i benefit but imagine if we all started having an attitude of like you sit down today and think how can my friends benefit from me how can they benefit from me so let's look at what love really is first corinthians 13. how many are enjoying this so far how many are being blessed those who are not lifting their hands in china name how many have been blessed how many are learning to love so what really is love eh? look at it. i've told you what it's not it's not manipulative it's not being gullible it's not it's not staying in something toxic and staying in something wrong so that the other person shouldn't be sad that's not love you're hurting yourself your love for others must also be birthed from your love for you i'm not saying don't forgive and all those things but what i'm trying to say is don't be gullible measures must be put in place even friendships there are certain friendships if you have to avoid them then avoid them i've had cases where people are telling me like almost everyone i minister to i ask them what's the problem ah me my problem is bad company then you find the next time their friend comes to see me what's the problem my problem is bad company you should have bad company everyone is bad company to the other come on that's not love what am i trying to say by the way when i said some friendships can end am i trying to say you should give up on people that's not what i'm trying to say but don't put yourself in a position where you might be manipulated for the sake of others for example if you're saved and some of your old friends want to catch up with you and they say let's go to you there and you know that that could put you in a compromising position and you might remember why you buried the old man and before you know it you're texting pastor i messed up then why not if they really want to hang out with you why not invite them for a service or why not go to an environment which will not compromise your standing i, I don't know if somebody is following the kind of believer that you're supposed to be uh-huh now it says though i speak with tongues of men of angels and have not love i have become what tamandani i have become sounding brass or clanging symbol so in short heaven doesn't acknowledge you just because you speak in tongues you may come here and demonstrate the best tongues i don't know if there are better tongues than others but you may come here and speak not just tongues of men but those tongues which when you speak angels are like deep. 
by the way that shows you that there are tongues of men there are tongues which can be understood by men and there are tongues which can only be understood by angels but it says if you speak in these kind of tongues but you don't have love then in heaven they just hear you as a clanging symbol and they're like oh i'm praying for us we need to grow eh? don't you think so turn to your neighbor and say it's no longer durable we you need to grow spiritually uh, some of you are not turning to your neighbor yes i've seen you <laughs> the moment i said that some people look down eh? they're the ones hallelujah <laughs> no money the someone is just touching them too much eh? to just really touch them ah these are someone that make you rethink your motives you know sometimes I'll, I'll come here on my way here i was thinking about you and i was thinking i've been thinking actually for the past few days i've been thinking what do they what kind of believers will be produced after this message sometimes i'll be praying lord what do they need what do they need what do they need okay let's go so I, I can speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love. I've become a sounding bass or a clanging symbol. I must mention another thing, though. When you're dealing with me, you must understand the way I see you. You, you, you fully appreciate my sermons if you understand how I see you. I see you as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I see you as being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. So if I talk in a way that's correcting, I'm not trying to tell you you're bad. I'm trying to tell you you're too good for it. And so because the word of God is like a mirror, a mirror will show you your reflection so that you see, oh, perhaps I didn't really comb my long hair um, the way I wanted to comb it. I don't know if you're getting my point. Especially for those with longer hair, you know how the mirror is important. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say glory. <laughs> Ladies, imagine your life without a mirror. Not even an example. No, what's a substitute for a mirror? Because some gentlemen don't necessarily look like they... No, I'm not saying facially. I'm just saying gentlemen don't necessarily respect the mirror. What do they respect? Not even your life without a TV. Not really. Imagine your life without FIFA. <laughs> Anyways, back to the ladies on the mirror. Ladies... How can you look at the mirror every day but not look at the word of God every day? Because the word of God is your mirror. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kana conference, eh? What do you think, ladies? And then what we can do is that the conference can be called the mirror and then we can find a way like for each, like there'll be a big, there'll be some huge mirrors and then like there'll be uh, like a makeup set of, of some sort. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's in a, I don't know what's in a makeup set. Okay, I don't. But each of them will study on them and find a revelation. Then we'll say, as you look at yourself in the mirror, add to your faith knowledge. Wafak at your foundation. Add to show you. <laughs> And then we do it in such a way that there's someone doing someone's makeup. And then by the time we are done, then we'll say, then we'll go to the scripture that talks about how when you behold yourself in the world, you're being transformed from one level of glory. 
Hallelujah. I've never heard this many screams in a while. Hallelujah. Okay. So it says, Though I have the gift of prophecy. Remember we talked about the gifts. And the gifts are important. But the Bible talks about faith which works by love. Not faith which works by arrogance. So it says, Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, not even some, not faith like a mustard seed, all faith, so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. So you can imagine the sad thing you'd want is on earth to be known as the hero. They write books about you in heaven, you're not even among the brothers come to heaven saying no we are looking for apostleship how is an apostle they don't even count him among the brothers here so you can even if you are doing exploits in faith if you don't have love biblically you are nothing ah let's go on though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor so there are some people who are feeding the poor but it's not love. Then there are some people who are feeding the poor and it's love. Hallelujah. <laughs> so though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, there are some people in families who are paying for everyone's fees, not really out of love. Some are doing it so they should look as they are the ones who are doing things. Some just love having the name. They just love always being the one. That's the one who did this. That's the one who did this. Anyways, we appreciate them because at least they help people get an education. But you can do it in a better way. You find sometimes there are family meetings and they're asking, maybe during and maybe somebody or something like that and they're asking, who will keep who? Who will keep who? Some people, and I'm saying this because I, I know we've got different age groups. Some have been in those meetings. Some, there will be a time in your life. But let me just say something now. And this is really wisdom that I believe. You find there are people who lift their hands and say, give me those three. Give me those two. But are not ready. They may be ready to give those people an education. But they are not ready to give those people a home. They are not ready to love them. You find they take them to this nice expensive place, but they are shocked that the person keeps asking to go for holidays in this very bad place. Why? Because maybe in that place they feel like they have a home. Listen, here's my personal, my personal thought because I've, I've counseled too many people. If you're not ready to give someone a home, it's better you leave them at that place where maybe they may not afford and then you're just paying their fees. If you're going to bring them in your house, love them like your own. Hallelujah. Love them like your own. Let them feel appreciated. Love them like your own. That means if you are whipping your children one or two for one or even them whip them. Hallelujah. And you know what's sad is that these days it's not even outsiders. Some people even just with their own. You find 
and we're gonna have to be careful in this busy world i saw a photo that really it touched me i've never stopped thinking about it it showed this father on the computer and the child kept coming to pull the father and the father is saying i'm busy a few years later that child is a teenager and the father is coming to put the child the child is on the phone and saying i'm busy glory to god in areas where we've not experienced the best let's heal because broken people can sometimes reproduce it so where we've not experienced the best let's heal heal from the mentality of being a victim if you've not experienced love properly you love properly I hope you're getting my point because i'm telling you sad situations as pastor george says can make you bitter or better i've heard people say no you know people who've been like very sick have compassion over the sick who call <laughs> go to the hospital there are some people very sick with a bad attitude bad attitude so <laughs> very bad attitude you're helping them they're telling you off very bad attitude there are some people who are being sponsored but have got a bad attitude so it's not true that just because you've gone through things then you're humble sometimes you just don't have an opportunity to show your true colors <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> but what am i trying to say um if you're ever going to put your hand and say I'll take care of this one. I'll do this. Do it with all your heart. And try your best. At least try. Glory to God. We can be that generation. And it says, Though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Uh-huh. And let me just say this as well. Even now in the context of church, no one should ever come to this church and not feel loved. Let me say that again. Just in case you didn't hear me. Remember in this church we teach collective responsibility. So meaning it's not my responsibility alone. No one should ever come to this ministry and not feel loved. No one should ever come to this ministry and feel... Look, people come with different mentalities. But we can help cure that mentality with our love no one should ever come and feel they're not good enough because their english is not good or they're not good enough because they're not ed- as educated as you or they're not good enough because they don't put on clothes as nice as yours if you've seen that the person's trousers is torn why should you talk about it why not go get them one and give them privately oh come on that shouldn't be a tr- come on so no one you've got uh, say to say to yourself say i have a responsibility to ensure that everyone in this ministry is loved hallelujah but at the same time like i said be very careful also with a victim mentality a victim mentality can make you think you're not loved when you may just have a problem hallelujah <laughs> i was only conda chabe but what if you just did something wrong one thing i'll tell you is this whenever something goes wrong the best thing you can ever do is just man up to it 
there's something I've dis- I discovered that has really blessed me. Are you ready for it? This one will shock you. Are you sure you're ready for it? Something which has really helped me. You know what I discovered? Saying sorry. You know, you know people don't reduce their respect for you because you acknowledge that you're wrong and you apologize. I've apologized to members. I've apologized to people above me. I've apologized to people at my level. If you're wrong, just apologize. <laughs> and then you, when you apologize, to forgive. Don't make it so difficult. Why should you be tougher than God? Hallelujah. <laughs> now, what does the Bible tell us about love? Love suffers long and is kind. Love suffers long and is kind. Love is patient and is kind. And of course, our standard is Jesus, and we are all growing to this. Love is patient and kind. Love suffers long and is kind. Jesus has been patient with us. There are times love causes you to suffer for someone. Love suffers long and is kind. There are times love can cause you to preach the same or to preach the same person for a long time. Love suffers long and is kind. I hope you're getting my point. In case you think love doesn't make people suffer, just check out some of the stuff that the babies produce on a daily basis. Find they produce two kg. The mother is suffering long. But she'll be kind to the child. I do not say, I'll now treat you badly because you, today you produce three kg when usually you produce two. Love suffers long and is kind. Listen to me. You're dealing with human beings, not the Holy Spirit. You're not dealing with perfect people. You're dealing with people who have been perfected. Human beings will have their humanness. If you are going to have a relationship of any kind with anyone, there has to be times when you have to bear up with their humanness. There are times you have to forgive their humanness. Sometimes forgive that they may overlook things. Sometimes forgive that they may see things differently from you. They don't always have a bad motive. Sometimes human beings are just prone to errors. But love suffers long and is kind. So love should produce kindness. It should produce kindness. Listen to me. Being mean to people is not a sign of being independent. You don't have to be mean at whatever level you are at. At your workplace, just because you're the manager doesn't mean you should be mean to the office orderly. Just because you're the CEO doesn't mean you should be mean to the security guard. You can be stern. But be a kind person. It's okay to say, excuse me. It's okay to say, may I pass? It's actually okay to say, to ask, how are you? How's your day? As a matter of fact, you'll be surprised. Sometimes those people you look down on are the ones who defend you when you need it most. They are the ones who can discover a plot against you. Love suffers long and is kind. Now someone may say, but Apostle, I loved someone, I, I, did some, I was very good to someone and <laughs> what I got in return. Well, there is an eternal reward waiting for you. 
when God knows your heart is in the right place, there's an eternal reward waiting for you. You can clap. <laughs> now, it says love does not envy. Now, this one is a nice balance. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Let me look at the time. Love does not envy. It does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Life is interesting. Sometimes you find two people in the same class, writing the same exam, studying together, they pray together. One passes, the other one has to try again. Question, what is the attitude of the one who's passed towards the one who hasn't? Secondly, what's the attitude of the one who hasn't towards the one who has? The one who hasn't should be happy for the one who has. The one who has should also be careful naive. Like every time you meet the topic is so for my graduation. Oh guys, love does not parade itself. It is not fun. <laughs> no, don't be like that. Someone knows their friend uh, <laughs> they know their friend is struggling to have children. You've got fourteen. Now there's nothing wrong with you having those fourteen. But if every time you meet your topic is you junior I tell you, and then your topic continues. Having fourteen is nice. Don't you don't have to rub it in. But at the same time, you also don't be angry at your friend for having fourteen. Should they reduce from fourteen to nine because you don't have? Hallelujah. Is somebody getting what I'm trying to say about the way love is? So, you, do you see that love is more than a positive emotion? Let's go on. There are some I really want us to pay attention to. Uh-huh. It does not behave rudely. Hallelujah. Rudeness is not a fruit of the Spirit. There is something I heard. There is something I was really blessed with. He's a very dear man of God and he was telling us something. He was telling us, if you want to be a good pastor, just be a good Christian first. Hallelujah. You want to be a good husband, be a good Christian. Your Christianity will teach you not to be rude. You want to be a good wife, be a good Christian. Your Christianity will teach you not to be rude. You will not call someone a snake. How is someone you married this woman? She is now your own flesh, and you say you snake. And then she incubates that seed, and then you are surprised when you see it manifest good measure pressed down, shaken together, running on. <laughs> Love is not rude, it does not seek its own, it is not provoked, it thinks no evil. Go on, there's one I want to rest on. It does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in truth. Now this is the part which I really want us to see. So meaning if someone comes to me and they tell me uh, and they tell me I'm, I'm trying to think of an example. They tell me look at this nice car I'm driving. I'm enjoying driving it. I got this car by doing one and two wrong things. I should not be happy for them. Because love does not rejoice in evil. That's why a person who truly loves will correct. That's why sometimes when people are doing wrong things, they avoid people who love them. 
and they would rather talk to people who are experiencing a perversion of love which can tolerate iniquity which can tolerate evil that's why love will correct that's why love will rebuke that's why love will discipline but i'll tell you something you have no business correcting any person you don't love i'll say this again you have no business correcting any person you don't love it will just be condemnation that's where love is it doesn't rejoice in iniquity but it rejoices in the truth so have you noticed that we are not saying now the big gullible or what you actually have to be a balanced person i would advise all of us to take our time and read first corinthians 13 and try to understand truly what love really is and because we've already been born in the nature of love we can practice it now here is the part which i'll end on verse 8 i want us to see this this is what love does why love because love never fails somebody say love never fails my friend you can love someone to the lord you can love someone in love does not fail and this love we are talking about is agape the greek word is agape it describes the love that god has for us and the love that we have for him this is the kind of love that can love those who are unlovable it's the kind of love that gives and keeps on giving it gives without an expectation of receiving wait it's the kind of love where someone can show genuine love to a person who can't do anything for them is somebody following me how it is it never fails whether there are prophecies they will fail whether there are tongues they will cease whether where there is whether there is knowledge it will vanish away listen you may be at a place where you may not necessarily have a prophecy for someone you may not have a word for someone on that day you may not have seen a vision about them but what i'm telling you is that if you can love them it will never fail love does not fail it doesn't fail hallelujah and you know how we have an assignment to establish a community of believers what sort of community are we looking for it's a community of love the world is full of so much negativity don't bring that negativity to the church in the church we must love love those who talk too much love those who don't talk love those who are tall love those who are short love those who are light love those who are dark come on we are just people who love we can love anyone Say to your neighbor, say, I love anyone. I love anyone. Glory to God. Ah, tell me, for me, I love anyone. I love anyone. It's just my nature. Come on, somebody. I, let's go on. Look at what it says. This is my principle. It's one of my principles in life. Eh? Uh-huh. So it says, we know in part, we prophesy in part. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child. That's in verse 11. So that shows you that if you're not walking in love, then biblically you are childish. Hallelujah. Maybe you didn't see it. Eh? When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So when you're a child, you're thinking me, 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 me. Me, me. It's all about me, 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 me. And all that. So when you're a child, you're thinking... Ah, this meeting needs to have many healings so that I can look good. When you're a child, you're thinking I need to have many papers so that people can know that I'm the one. But when you grow up, 
you're thinking if i do this it will inspire that one if i do this i'll be in a position where i can change things for that one if i become the mp my constituency will change if i become the head of this then this will change when you grow you're thinking i wish this company can make me the ceo praise god for the nice salary i want it but apart from that if i'm the ceo in this company there's a way people will start living there's a way the environment will be there's a certain level of fairness that will be there people will be qualified on merit not because they did this with that one hallelujah then the others are just thinking if i become this i'll eat if i become this i'll eat if i become this i'll eat then that's childish it's childish you can clap <laughs> I want us to see something. There's a verse we didn't really see, verse 7. Give it from the Amplified. This is the thing. I've been asked by a lot of people. Uh, let me tell you one of the things that has followed me my entire ministry so far. And I'm glad it's not just me it's said with, even Jesus. There are some people who, maybe when you came here, you came with a very strange history. One day you invite your friend and they've come and then they found that you're a deacon. And they're wondering, this one can be a deacon. You know, I've received cases where I'm talking to someone and the world has got reasons to think you're not good enough. The world has got reasons to, as to why you can't be pastor it's got reasons for why you can't be deacon for why you can't be a cell leader for why you can't be all those things but look what it says love bears up under anything and everything that comes now this is this is this this now will describe this is what the philosophy I'm, I'm trying my best to live by and i know i can and i'm doing it because of the nature of god in me look what it says love is ever ready to believe the best of every person its hopes are faithless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening i may be upset with someone but my love for them should not go down it doesn't weaken but the line i really wanted there was love is ever ready to believe the best out of everyone listen if the first thing i'm telling you the world is full of negativity i remember when we when we started meeting our churches to meet at 14 hours if you remember how many of you remember the time we used to meet at 14 and when we used to meet at 14 i remember one time i'm driving i'm driving for a very important meeting and the person who was with me and for those who know me by the way those who are leaders if there's something that they know is that i don't like negativity it can change your attitude towards everyone you know what they began to tell me they began to tell me you know as a church we really need to get serious these people that we are seeing they're not even our people they obviously just go to other places it's just that we meet at 14. you know what that's doing to me that's making me stand in front of people and feel like so you think i'm done don't you think that's producing a mindset in me that makes me feel these guys are just playing games with me and they told me just wait when we start meeting in the morning they'll go when we said meeting in the morning they increased Hallelujah. 
Love should be ready to believe the best in everyone. Our brother, our sister. I'm not saying big gullible, but honestly speaking, it's not everyone that says hi that is trying to do something for you later. Sometimes they're just friendly. Hallelujah. They are not all your haters. Glory to God. You may not as you may not have as many haters as you think. What I'm going to say is love should be ready to believe the best out of everyone. There shouldn't be anyone that you never give a chance. As a matter of fact, this is what increases the gift of discernment. Because for you you are so ready to believe the best in everyone that God would just have to come tell you, "Ah no, here, come down." I know this one, this one is mine. Nimuziva. I'm telling you, love should be ready to believe the best out of everyone. Glory to God. Some people sometimes just try to think outside the box. Sometimes just try to think another way. Don't always say, "Eh, hey, what's wrong with this person? Why do they always want to be the center of attention? What if they've grown up with no attention at all and you don't know that this is the only place where at least they feel they can have attention. So that's why they talk a bit. Hey, what's wrong with that sister? Always following pastor around. Maybe she's got other intentions. What if they just really love the fact that their pastor preached to them and they know they are going to heaven because of what the pastor preached. So they they're just happy that they've got a pastor. Should you should you honestly Should you always believe the worst? Should you always believe the worst? Now think about this. You're praying for people to get saved. They come, you start suspecting, are they really saved? <laughs> Someone makes a mistake. They come, you start suspecting, have they really repented? Should that always be your thought? Why can't you be why, okay, why can't you think they've repented? Why can't your first thought be the best? Why can't love believe the best out of everyone? There is too much negativity in this world. Don't add on. Hallelujah. <laughs> no. This one is always answering questions. They just like showing off. What if they just know? Anyway, love is always ready to believe the best out of every person. Love gives people a chance, and I'm telling you, the world is looking for people who will give them chances. Sometimes not one chance. Sometimes they're looking for people who give them 70 times 7 chances in a day. Hallelujah. <laughs> But love is ever ready to believe the best out of everyone. And that's why I'm saying when even when people apologize don't make it hard for them. Love is ready to believe the best out of everyone. Tell your neighbor and say I believe the best out of you. I believe you have the right intentions. Are you telling them that? Tell them and say I believe the best out of you. Come on, tell someone I believe the best out of you. Like, must you always think, no, these people who are starting churches, they've got a problem. Must your first thought be that they've got a problem? What if you can say they've got a calling? Uh, hallelujah. You find someone called prophet. Must your first thought always be false? Love is ready to believe the best out of everyone. When you understand that, you stop posting those funny things. Hey, all men are no, that's not love. 
listen if you've had a bad experience don't let someone else pay the price for something another person did let me tell you something when you when you make other people pay the price for what another person did what that it, it means that person will always have power over you they control everything about your life such that they're even controlling your freedom to make a sound decision so just because the other person disappointed you doesn't mean you should treat this other person in the same way make a sound and fair decision without the interference of that other one listen just because you came from a broken home doesn't mean now you should be afraid of marriage make a sound decision make a decision the bible says there's no fear in love make a decision out of freedom not out of bondage to what that person did to you glory to god and that's why if you're listening to me listen you may be listening to me right now and you're saying pastor you don't understand i was raped pastor you don't understand this and this happened to me and listen i'm telling you let me tell you why you need to forgive that person because you can't give them that much power over your life that they listen they manipulated you once twice or three times but don't let them manipulate even your life now don't let them still have power that whatever they do still affects you you forgive them and leave them to god i'm not saying become their best friend i'm just saying let them go it's like walking with you've tied the person to your leg and you're running and you're running and you're running you're slowing yourself down how you may be saying but i don't know how to forgive jesus says something interesting can you imagine he tells us to forgive during prayer that means that he's willing to give us divine help to forgive pastor i felt i forgive yesterday today i still feel it jesus said forgive 70 times seven times maybe maybe just forgive once then it came again forgive again if you can forgive them 70 times seven times per day for three months I can assure you you'll be fine hallelujah and you know what you don't need to keep it all bottled up come let's talk come talk to me about it talk to one of my leaders about it let it out we'll help you glory to god we'll help you so love is ready to believe the best out of everyone and let me tell you something as your pastor i'll tell you something listen listen to me you all have a clean slate you all have a clean slate i'll say it again you all have a clean slate just just hold on i really want them to hear this ah. <laughs> listen to me i will teach i will rebuke i will correct if i've rebuked you before i believe god that you listened it has finished you have a clean slate all of you you have a clean slate if you've ever looked for a place where they will believe in you, you've come to that place right now. No, us, us will believe in you. That's why we try our best to give you the best. Are you seeing all these scriptures, all these scriptures we quote? It's all of how we see you. Glory to God because you have not come to a place where you are all fighting for who can come to a mountain you have not come to a place where it's by might or by strength or by power you have not come to a mountain which was so dangerous that even animals couldn't touch it but instead you have come to mount zion 
It's a place for everyone. It's a place that accepts anyone. It's a place that changes anyone. And you've come to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to the spirits of just men made perfect. And to God, you've come to God. Hallelujah. So everyone here has a clean slate. Glory to God. And I'll tell you this. If you really want to help people, any person you, you talk to, see them as someone Jesus died for. Glory to God. So you are not your past. You are not your mistakes. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you are someone worth dying for. And if he gave his life to love them, so lie. Hallelujah. I finished. <laughs>